had our uh, election night podcast here on Tuesday night, and what a night. Oh, it was uh, fun, wasn't it? You know, you know, you know what's even crazy <laughs> is like we were like, okay, cool. Obviously, we knew he was going to win this thing, right? We were like, okay, rock and roll, no big deal. We already know. We get it. We see the whole writing on the wall type thing. And then. And then. And then. And then. What the heck happened? What, uh, what, what the heck happened, Mike? Um, a lot of people decided to wait till the last second to go ahead and send in their ballots. And, um, you know, the people spoke. <laughs> the people spoke. <laughs> I yeah. just I want to thank America for such a, an integrity filled, honest, genuine, transparent, beautiful election time. And frankly, guys, I just I want to give America a round of applause for all of the people in control of this thing. You know, went off without a hitch. Right. Mass, you know, it, it was perfect in every way. And, you know, frankly, at this point, we're really just, you know, splitting hairs about all of this stuff going on. I know. We really are. You know, <laughs> guys, just concede is what it is. Your boy lost fair and square. AP said Biden won. So, I mean, that's all there is to it, right? The AP said it. So, I mean, yeah, you know, I mean, in the end, what else is there? Trump supporters. Sorry. Just is what it is, guys. What hey, do Trump, you do? Trump supporters. Trump supporters. Uh, could could you guys just accept this? You know, I mean, you know, what do, what do we do, guys? I mean, I don't. Uh... I'm playing. Are you kidding me? <laughs> this was retarded, and I said the word retarded. Oh no! This was so bad. If anybody could have seen the rigging, almost that went on. How all of a sudden Georgia says we're not going to count our ballots because we're tired. It was nine o'clock, ten o'clock at night. We're not going to count those counties. And then in Pennsylvania, we're not going to count until the morning. Did they not remember that it was election night for crying out loud? This is ridiculous. Obviously, something's going on. And guys, listen to me. Democrats, you that are watching that are liberal, you guys should be more furious than anybody because they took this from Bernie Sanders, too. Do you guys remember that? When everybody was in an uproar about Bernie Sanders losing to, to Joe Biden uh -huh. and Kamala Harris. Do you yeah. remember that? When it was Sanders that had the rallies that were just packing in thousands of people. That's, you know, and in, in back in 2000, 2016, how many Biden fans were mad at Clinton, right? They showed you what they do. They already proved it to you. They're going to do what they need to do to get their person in office. And you go to 2020 and you look at what happened with Trump rallies. So we were talking about this before we, we went live. Trump in Pennsylvania has something like 80,000 people that show up for his rally. Biden can barely get 12 people in their cars to come out and flash their headlights and honk their horns. But you're telling me that somehow there was this runaway massive amount of people that voted for Biden. I mean, guys, the guy couldn't been empty with this guy. Oh, and then all Sonic of a sudden he good. wins. But listen, listen, regardless, this is fraud. I mean, either way, listen, I find it that those now are conceded, you know, you guys are just sore losers. Is that why you spent four years of your uh, life trying to figure out Russia colluding all, all the while finding out that it was the Bidens that were colluding mm -hmm. with Russia, right? Yep. And spending all the taxpayer money to do it. And now that we're saying, hey, we just want an honest and fair election, which I'd want for both sides, right? Why isn't that happening? Just asking. Yeah. Just asking, right? It's a good, solid question to ask. Who knows? It better be a solid question to ask because we have to talk about it. So 
we got lots to discuss. We got a lot to talk about yes, on this do. whole thing, right? And so Mike's going to lead us yep. right into that bad boy. So we're not even going to do news bits right now, uh, just because we have so much to talk about. This is news in its own right. Look, hey, uh, if you can still see us on Instagram, if you can see us on Facebook, be sure to shoot us a comment. Give us a thumbs up. Let us know you're there, you're watching, because be ready for this stuff to get shut down because we said that major dangerous word of fraud, right? But we're going to get into the amendments. We'll we'll keep an eye on stuff. So if we could do slide one, is that possible, Kristen, or your hands full? Okay, so slide one. So we're going to go through the amendments that Florida passed or didn't pass. There were six on the ballot. We want to just kind of discuss and tell you where those landed. I know, I know this isn't the really fun stuff, but we want to cover it so that you know. Amendment one, citizenship requirement to vote. Okay, this this changes the language in the Constitution from every citizen to read only citizens. Now, there are some lawyers who basically said, look, this doesn't really matter. It doesn't affect a whole lot. But you know what? I don't mind clearly defining it. It passed. So they're going to change that to mean only citizens mm. can vote. Huh, funny. I think what will happen with this, too, is that'll help uh, solidify um, voter ID laws in in the state constitution. That'll help help support that. Slide number two, if we could. Amendment two, which was raising the minimum wage to $50 over the next six years, this passed. That's... Right there. That should scare anybody. Guys, listen to me. So Florida goes red. Florida goes red. Yeah. And then a passing a $15 minimum wage or minimum uh, minimum wage um, amendment, right? They, they ended yeah. up passing that. This is what I've been talking about for, I don't know, a long time that Democrats, I don't care who you are, Democrats, Republicans, let, let's go with the Republicans for a minute. That's like a Christian knowing the spirit, but not knowing the scriptures. There's something wrong with that. There's absolutely something wrong with that. And so we've been seeing this whole thing happen lately where um, for some reason we would go red as Republicans but still vote for a $15 minimum wage uh, deal. What, what, what you're basically in essence saying is you're Republican in name only, but you don't really know the Constitution. So have we been raising Republicans or constitutionalists? And I think that's the real question here. Have we been raising Republicans or constitutionalists? Here's the other part. Those that swung us red. Because they all voted, right? The, the ones who voted red, those, those who voted Republican. Did you vote for the $15 uh, uh, increase or did you leave that off the ballot? That should also scare you. If you left it off ballot, then there's a problem, right? That government is not involved in the welfare of man. It's been happening, yes, for, for quite some time. But that is not the republic. And the only reason these socialistic programs work is because of our free market system. And we have to borrow a ton of money to keep this crap going. Guys, this is not going to help our economy. What's it going to do, Mike? A $15 minimum, <laughs> minimum wage. Uh, where do we begin? Um, so basically, to, to put it in a nutshell, look, you're going to compress business profits. You're raising their costs. Now, people say, oh, well, it's, it's a slow gradual. The problem is you are raising their costs of how much it takes them to pay their employees. So you're going to have a couple of different options. And I know we had, had discussed this a couple of weeks ago, but it's always good to go over it again. Look, you're either going to have businesses that cut people's hours, that raise their prices, or 
they uh, end up cutting employees and just putting more burden on the employees that they do have. If you want to create jobs, get government out of there, right? Rent control. There are very few economists, if any, that believe rent control is a good idea. Why? Because once government starts setting the price, well, that's the price that everybody's going to work with, and it ends up stifling competition. It's the same thing in business. Once you set a minimum wage and you keep raising it, raising it, raising it, you're stifling competition with the government. The government is the one that's oppressing that, right? So government should not be telling business how much or little they should be paying for a certain position. That is involving itself in the voluntary agreement between the employer and the employee. So let's keep that in mind. If you would like government to be out of your affairs, don't vote for stuff like this. In Wisconsin, we had that referendum. And like I've told you before, we talked about it. And we told our college student employees why this wasn't a good idea and how it was going to affect them specifically. So keep that in mind when you see stuff on the ballot like this. And when you're talking to friends, let friends know, hey, not a good idea. Not a good idea. Here's why. If you want us to do an episode on that, let us know. Let us know you want more information on this type of stuff, right? So let's go to uh, amendment number three. Hey, guys. um, So right now we're going back to the cameras. For some reason, our cameras froze. Can you guys see us at all moving? For some reason, huh? It was working on Facebook. Yeah, it's for some reason on our screen, it's all frozen up. If you can see us moving like this, please comment below that you can see us. Uh, Something's going on, and I think it has to do with we were on Instagram, but we had to turn that off. So we are not on Instagram live right now. So something was screwed up there. Yeah, Gloria says can't see us. Yeah, yeah. If you guys can see us, that'd be great. Something is happening right now. Oh, see? We're working. Are we now? Yeah, there it is. All right. Yeah, there we go. Rock and roll. You see us? Here we go. Sorry about that. All right. Here we go. Ah! Oh, we're back. Ah We're not leaving you that easy. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. We're not only going to be talking about this. But I'm going to address racism tonight, and I'm going to blow this stuff out of the water, scripturally too, because I'm really sick and tired of what's going on. I just saw a post that said the hands that pick cotton are the same hands that picked the president. I'm going to blow this out of the water. I'm so sick of this stuff. So you can co- go ahead with your thing, and we'll get into that later. <laughs> I'm so frustrated, Dropping drop bait, dropping bait. So what we'll do is frustrated. We'll, we'll cover that right after we get done with the amendments. I know, I know. Somebody's got to be the stick in the mud here. We're going to finish the amendments, then we're getting into what Massey was talking about because it, it, it's really on his heart to cover that. And I'm glad because it's something we need to address over and over and over and over again until we get it right. Exactly. Go. Cool. So slide number three, amendment three allowing all registered voters to vote in both primaries. Now, my wife uh, helped me out on this one because the what everything everything that I had been hearing about it was, oh, well, you just don't have to vote in your primary if you're registered Is to a party right? or not. Independents give them the ability to vote in primaries. And, oh, that makes, that makes sense. Right. She was looking, which, dude, I've got to tell you this. I've got to tell you guys this. This, this means we are making a difference because – my wife spent probably a good hour and a half researching all of the candidates on the ballot. Now, I'm not just talking about president and Congress. I'm talking about school board choices. I'm talking about city or county commissioner, city council positions and the amendments. You can do this. Just take next election. 
take a little time and look through each and every person. And really, I've had a thought of, I think we need to come up with a better questionnaire system for all candidates in these local yeah. positions. So that you really get a feel because most of the questions that I found on the on the surveys and everything were like, what do you plan to do to help schools bring in technology? No, I don't care about that. I care about your philosophy of how a school system should educate the children. Exactly. I don't care about where your money is going to go, right? Everybody says, oh, we're going to put more money into technology and kids and we love children. That doesn't help me. What helps me is your philosophy on how you're going to educate my kids. What are you going to impart to my children? Okay, so I'm proud of my wife. And on this Amendment 3, she pointed out a little thing in there that, man, that really put me back a little bit. It says this would have set the two highest vote getters out of all the parties up in the general election. Mm. So you would have had the possibility of two Democrats running in the general election. Mm. Uh, so I, I'm glad this didn't pass. I'm glad my wife right. thought that, pointed that out. Right. You know? So that's why you read the fine print of an uh -huh. amendment. Uh, slide four. You want to do amendment four? No, go ahead. Okay. Amendment four did not pass. Voter approval of constitutional amendments. Now, this is one that I kind of want to touch on a little bit. You know, I'm going to be honest with that. I, when, when I saw it, I'm like, listen, we we do have representatives that we do use for that. So th th we have this weird dichotomy going on with this kind of an amendment. And here's why. This is where I was troubled by it. I know other people wanted to agree with it. I was like, mm, because now it's coming back to mob rule. So, so yeah. you know what I mean? Like, we vote on it twice for what you know what i mean like i think it's just an extra step for nothing in my eyes in my yeah. eyes i don't know no, no, no. i hear you and, and i'm glad you point that point of view out because i and my wife and i were having kind of a disagreement on this because she's like ah, i don't i don't know that i like that and i said i can understand that my point of view on it was which i i thought was an interesting approach so i'll i'll just read what i said on it so you can disagree with me and feel free but i actually voted for this True, the legislature must vote to put the amendment to the people, but personally, I feel the amendment process for state constitutions is way too easy. It moves on the cyclical whims of the people and creates an easy opportunity for them to vote themselves stuff they want. We're a representative Republican. I'd rather make it more difficult for the citizenry to just enshrine into law their own whims, mm. let alone the fact that it's the legislature that's supposed to make law. I like a government that has tension and moves slow. So I personally saw this as one way to give at least some check to the people voting them stuff, kind of like raising the minimum wage. Now you can say, well, we can also, you know, on the next ballot, have an amendment to abolish the last amendment. But personally, and I can understand your point of view of like, look, you know, it's the legislature's job. We've got a system of yeah. representation. You know, I was just like, Boy, let's throw one more obstacle into adding amendments to the Constitution. That was my feeling. But yeah, but as as you could tell, people aren't. And I'm not. I'm not trying to generalize here or broad brush it. You don't see a lot of people educated. You know, again, no, no. and that, that's that's kind of the issue. And I hope that through that, obviously, it didn't pass. It yeah, is what so it is. It doesn't matter. It doesn't really matter. But right. Yeah, I think it's an interesting conversation to have. Um, is the amendment process for states too easy? Because you look at the federal system, the amendment process is extremely difficult. So in, in states, it's kind of like, hey, legislature said, hey, let's put this on the ballot and then we'll put it to the people. The question is, is that too easy? Should you have a supermajority 
on your amendment process or should you have a couple cycle system or something to help harness the whims of the people in a contentious election year? I don't know. It's up for debate. I thought it was an interesting one because it's, it's not really partisan. It's just an idea of, hey, how do you feel government should go? Let's go to Amendment 5. This one was pretty easy. Slide 5, please. This gives us a little more time for people to be able to take advantage of the Save Our Homes benefit and transfer them from an old homestead to a new one. Okay, it lengthens it from three years to two. Pretty self-explanatory. I can understand why people want that. Amendment 6, slide 6, please. Passes certain homestead property tax discounts over to surviving spouses of certain disabled veterans. It would not apply if the spouse remarries. In other words, if you don't vote for this, you must hate veterans. That was pretty much how the amendment was written, uh, but it passed easily. I agree with it. I'm just making goofs about it. But um, any questions, thoughts on the amendments, disagreements with us, please post it up. Let yeah. us know. Um, so before we get into the post-election section. You want to hear your racism? racism so so I, I, I want to speak to everybody that is a minority. Um, I'll and, just shut my mic. No, off no, no, <laughs> dude. It, I, I really do. And then I'll, I'll bring and address everybody that's white. I'll do it like this. All of you that are minorities that are American citizens, you are no longer African-American, Hispanic-American and all that stuff. You are an American of these United States. Much like when you become a Christian, you're not an African Christian, a Mexican Christian, an Asian Christian. You are a Christian. You are a son or daughter of God. And we become brothers and sisters in Christ. And that's exactly how this nation was founded. You don't see, like, is there statistics on how many Mexicans are Christians? How many whites are Christians? Why is it that on election night you were seeing what the white vote was and what the black vote was and what the woman's vote was? Who cares? The fact is we are voting as a people for someone that we know should represent this nation in truth. Now, to those of you that say we finally overcame something and it was us and we're so oppressed, listen to me closely. I had someone tell me earlier today, listen close. I had someone tell me earlier today that in the Bible, we have such thing as genealogies and that you have, you know, your history and your lineage. And it's good to know your lineage. And I said, absolutely. It's good to know your lineage. There's nothing wrong with that. Here's the problem that I have. It had nothing to do with your color. It had nothing to do with your skin. It had everything to do with the lineage of how Christ came to be. And in, in your lineages, you're looking at my, my grandfather set up my destiny and my generation so that I could set up my future generations, not because I'm Mexican, but because I'm God's son. So what happens is we start to use the black thing or the Mexican thing or the oppression thing or the woman thing as a crutch. And you know what you do with that? You become a victim. And when you become a victim, you'll never overcome. And there's always going to be a shadow over your head. And until you realize that it's Jesus Christ that sets you free, you will no longer have to be a victim more. And then you can operate as a citizen here on this earth, bringing the kingdom of heaven on earth, and you can go back up to heaven. Because guess what? It doesn't matter what color you are. What matters is are you God's son or are you God's daughter? Okay, so before we start saying that it takes blacks and Mexicans and we have to remember our history, listen to me. My father was a broke man. I've become successful, more successful than my father. Okay, I don't constantly uphold his struggles to make sure that I know that I'm okay. I uphold the what God has done in my life and how he transformed my family. And I broke some generational curses in my family so that my kids can grow up in a better situation. When I look at the lineages in the Bible, God never used them to show how bad they were and how oppressed they were. 
They did it to show the wondrous works of God. If you read anything in Psalms, it says that you're supposed to rejoice in the wondrous works of God and that we would testify of the wondrous works of God. Notice when they talk about the, the children of Israel getting out of Egypt, they don't just bring up Egypt for Egypt's sake. They say, look what God delivered us from. And they don't bring it up again. And then when you come to Christ, all things old have passed away and behold, all things become new. Now you're a son of God. You don't live in the past. You don't live in oppression and you don't live as a black man. You don't live as a Mexican man. You live as a son of God. And now you have the power and the authority within you to go cast out darkness in the world. Amen. Because I'm sick of this stuff. <laughs> I'm sick of the narrative that they're pushing, dude. And it's dividing and it's ungodly and it's demonic. It's demonic what they're doing right now, trying to divide the races. We are one race. We all bleed the same blood. And it's called hatred, folks. It's not racism. People just hate you. It's called hatred. And if you try to minimize hatred by some kind of racist word, you become a victim. Instead of praying for those that hate you, instead of praying for those and saying, no, I'm going to cast out that devil of those people that hate me, you end up saying, well, they just hate me. No, I don't care if they hate me or not. Jesus even said, know that they hate you, but they're going to hate you because they hated me. Or if I get persecuted for the gospel, is it because I'm Hispanic? It's because of the gospel. It's because of the light that's within me. That's all I have to say. And that's been the self-evident podcast because I really have nothing to add to that. I can't. Um, and Massey, while you were you were preaching, dude, like people were going nuts on the comments. I love it. And so now your Wonder Bread moment. Um, I, I think I think the worst thing is is making a white person feel bad for being white. Yeah, you didn't have a you didn't determine that, and I'm not blaming you for being white. No, good for you. Listen, Mark Cuban didn't become rich because he's white. Mark Cuban became rich because he's savvy at business. Hear me. LeBron James didn't become a great basketball player because he's black. He be, he's a great basketball player because he's a good great basketball player. Michael Jordan. Amen. You hearing me? That's it. There's no, I didn't become a great bass player and tour all over the country because I'm Mexican. It's because God gave me a talent and I glorified him with that talent. That's it. And when you can realize that, dude, it'll change you. Then we don't have to live as victims. I don't have to look at you and say he's against me. That's ridiculous. Where's the love of Christ then if you're fearing your neighbor? And one of the things that I want to point out on this is so – when you grow in your relationship with the Lord and you get deeper and you understand your character and identity in Christ, one of the things that will happen is that you start thinking less about what man says about you and the approval of man. You think less about your identity of who you are in the eyes of men and more about your identity in Christ. So my question to people, especially Christians who go this route of the identity politics of I'm going to stand firm in my identity as, as a white man, as a black man, as this, as that, where's your relationship with Christ in that? Your relationship with, in Christ is all that matters. And when you know you are firm in Christ and you are complete in Christ, you don't have to worry about your skin color. You don't have to worry about what other people say about you. You don't have to worry about whether or not you're a conservative or a progressive or whatever. All you're concerned about is glorifying your Father in heaven. That's who Christ was. Now, do we uphold conservative principles? Of course. Why? Because we think those best serve God. 
But when we get into this identity politics thing and, and Massey and I have talked about before, it gets frustrating for me because my opinion is suddenly diminished purely because of my skin color. I'm told that I'm racist purely because of my skin color. I'm told I can't possibly have an opinion. I need to be silent. I'm told that because of this skin color, I have an original sin that I can't cleanse or get rid of. I know, dude. What is it? Galatians 3 talks about in Christ, there's no Jew, no Gentile, male or female. We are we are in Christ. He and in Christ we are all, all in all. I Absolutely. have a seed of Christ within me. I don't have a skin color anymore. I'm not identified by my fleshly body anymore. Thank God. Amen. I'm not identified by my past anymore. Thank God. I'm not identified by what I used to be or my past failures. Because, dude, if you want to see failures, we all have them. Absolutely. But when you come to Jesus Christ and you submit to his way and his word becomes a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path, he starts to change everything in your life. He starts to change your family, your situation, your finances, because you submitted to the will of God. And he will teach you how to be a man of God. He will teach you how to be a woman of God. He'll teach you how to be a father and a mother. And he'll teach you how to raise your kids. And he'll teach you how to have generations. And then you know what? Uh, uh, the, uh, the Bible says a good name is better than riches. You will leave your sons and daughters a legacy of what your name is, not your skin color. We have to get out of this narrative, dude. Yeah. Because it's destroying us right now. What does it matter that black people voted for Biden or Trump? <laughs> that we had to put hashtags out there, blacks for Trump. Who cares? It doesn't matter about your skin color. It matters what your heart is and, and the morality that you have in your heart. Right. I mean, look at uh, Mariah just put this hashtag. Stop the victimhood 2020. Amen. Amen. Thank you. You know what? We should make a T-shirt like that, Mariah, and I'll send you royalties. It's exactly right. Stop the victimhood. And when you can do that, we can actually have an honest, rational discussion because you can't have a discussion with victims. One of the things that happens when you really start to find identity in Christ is that you lose that victim mindset. You start to realize, I'm not a victim. I'm a son or a daughter of Christ. And the beautiful part is you still see your faults. You still know your weaknesses, but you take responsibility for the, the choices that you make. We need to do away with this victimhood mindset. And it is in everybody of every color to some extent. When you see somebody and and you're jealous or you're envious or you're insecure around them, guess what? 100%. Victim mindset. Why? Because I'm a victim of my circumstances. Guys, I'm a victim of my my lack of attributes and somebody else has more than I do. Dude, exactly. No, 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 no. You're on your own path, your own row. Exactly. Do what you can with your own talents, your own gifts, your own direction. God has placed that into you. And when you are a victim, guess what? You're actually demeaning what God has given you. And think about that. If you guys haven't yet, check out this book called Rules for Radicals by Saul Alinsky. Yes. You know what he says in there? The issue is never the issue. The issue is the revolution. This whole gay agenda, color agenda, all these things, those are just things to get their agenda across. It's a great vehicle because it's division. Notice this. Look how the media is playing this narrative right now. We just said that Biden won. The media did the press. First off, the press has nothing to do with the federal government or the Constitution. They're not supposed to call elections. That's not on them. That's on the Electoral College, by the way, which is by December 14th where they can cast their electoral vote, okay? So they have till December 14th to do that. Barring, you know, some, some other things, they can do it earlier if they want to, but they have till that deadline. So we don't even know, but the press is not part of the federal government, okay? So what they're doing right now is saying Biden just won. Now that Trump is contesting, you watch. 
let's say he wins. Let's say he goes to the courts and they find ballots that were missed up. You know exactly what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. Riots. Why are they trying to divide us? You know why? Because someone's going to be the one that brings an order. Mm -hmm. They can bring the chaos and someone's going to bring in an order. Guys, and most likely it'll be martial law. Be careful. Be careful because that's exactly what they're trying to set up. We need to be interceding for this nation consistently. We can't stop. We can't stop. You want to talk about a red wave? It's time to start praying, Red. Yeah. Sam, start praying. And and you reminded me, um, and just a little tidbit, and uh, Rain had commented, racism will stop when hearts change. Absolutely. Across the board, when hearts change, when when people get their eyes on God, this this whole surface level hate stuff stops in a person. And, and as soon as a person gets their eyes off God, suddenly hate, division, anger, jealousy, strife, dissension, that stuff starts growing in people. So we need to be nailing the hearts of people and getting the gospel into people's hearts. But you're, you had made me think of something. Be very careful about chaos. There will be a lot of conservatives who, if Biden gets into in the presidency officially, they say, that's it. We'll do what the liberals do and we'll tear it all down. And if Trump gets in and the riots continue, there will be conservatives who say, let's crush it. Here's the problem. So um, when you look at Latin America, there was a, a professor of philosophy who led a Marxist revolution in Peru. Guzman, look him up. Now, he sacrificed, by his word, sacrificed hundreds of his Marxist supporters in a jail riot because he knew that what the authorities would do would massacre those prisoners. His own, his own Marxist supporters, his own people, he set them up to be sacrificed because here's, here's the thing. When you look at somebody like Antifa, you look at these Marxist protesters, you look at this chaos, what they're looking for is a harsh government crackdown totally. to build sympathy. Totally, dude. Guzman knew that sympathy would build with the prison inmates if they got massacred by the government. Guess what happened? Guzman, a couple years later, gets arrested, totally flips, totally goes to negotiation with the government, says, okay, yeah, we'll back off. Sorry. Those people's lives were wasted because he knew a government crackdown would build sympathy. Be very careful about government crackdowns on dissenters. Come on, dude. Be very careful about that. I just felt I had to no, throw that I, in. And he's right. Yeah. He's right. Because, dude, <laughs> I, find, I just find it so crazy, so hilarious, actually, that do 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 as i say don't do as i do is constantly the narrative of the left yeah it's it's this it's it's the idea that yes mariah said it it's the idea it's the idea that um we can do it but you can't mm -hmm. so they can contest an election but the moment trump does he's a sore loser notice what they're doing they're trying to put you on the fence and most of the time because you're a good moral person you're like hey i don't do that i'm not doing that so you get your own stuff on the defense so they accuse 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 and it's this tactic of they pull your hair, slap you in the face, and then they're like, why did you do that to me? It's called victim. That's what they do. So that's exactly what they're doing now. Don't fall for this trap. Do not fall for this trap. Keep doing what you're doing, President Trump. And who cares if you voted for him or not, dude? I just want honest and fair elections. Thank here's, you. Here's what else I, found, uh, I find funny. Why is it that they could count the senators and the congressmen and all that that quick? Hey, the presidents were on the same ballot. Why did it take so long to count these ballots? I've been wondering that. Seriously. <laughs> So, that being said, you ready? Let's do it. Okay. 
post election. Did, 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 did that make sense to everyone? I hope that I wasn't being too ranty. I just get so sick of this narrative, and it's got to be destroyed. Yeah. It has to be destroyed. Yeah. Um, so I love I love your guys' comment. Keep commenting on this stuff. We got a lot. Yeah, we yeah, got a lot we, to get. We have a lot to get to, so stay focused, stay in tune with us. Um, this is really interesting, all this stuff that's going on. And if you're like me, it's like drinking from a fire hose. And and I'm the one compiling all this data for the podcast, and I'm looking go, where do I begin? How do I do this? <laughs> he really does. He does a great job. Uh, he helps He helps keep us on track. So Mike you. is the man. Um, let's go to slide 11. So we want to hit this. Let's remember, AP just came out today and said, hey, Biden's president, Biden's president. I want you to remember Dewey holding up a piece of uh, a newspaper saying Dewey defeats Truman. Now, if you don't know your history at all, guess what? Dewey didn't exactly defeat Truman. Truman became president, which is a good thing. Um, and Al Gore. There were newspapers that said President Al Gore. There were Time magazines printed out with Madam Clinton on them. So just because the media comes out and says, hey, this guy won or this girl won, doesn't mean it's true. Slide seven, the Electoral College. I thought you said slide 11. You said oh, slide sorry, 11. slide seven. I don't see slide 11. Seven here, 11. Slushy. Oh, oh, oh. Who, slushy? Who wants we a slushy? Who wants a slushy? We got everything you need here. <laughs> yeah, we're Guys, open. By the way, if you're touched by this ministry, please consider becoming a monthly sponsor or give a one-time donation to our ministry. Um, we just got 2021 pretty much booked up. We're booking him up now. I'm pretty much booked for the year, but I, you know, he's going to start touring and speaking. We got the new online conferences going on. All of your support is going to that uh, because we don't make a lot of money when we tour, which is fine. We just keep doing what we do. But if you want to make a one-time donation, go to theselfevidenttruth.com or to 7076truth.store. You can make a donation there at one time if you'd like to be a partner with us uh, on the Torchbearer Society. Be a, be a light, a, a torchbearer because it helps us get some more kids. It gets more people. So, Absolutely. So slide seven again, Electoral College. I don't know. Is it still up? Yeah, it's still up. Cool. If you remember, so last week we talked about the Electoral College. This actually makes the selection. So the question was raised in the comments. Why did the AP say it? Why is the media saying it? Good question. Because the second Wednesday in December is when the actual electoral college votes get cast. Listen to this. Listen to this. We don't know yet because the votes haven't been cast. The AP has no authority. They cannot they say cannot call he an election. Won. They cannot say he's president. It is a psychological trick. Okay. Without sounding conspiratorial, man, you still try to influence things subconsciously or consciously. And guess what? They they want to predict it and put it forward and speak it into existence. We talk all the time at Revive Church about the power of words, the power of speaking things into existence. Guess what? That's what these media sources are trying to do. They're trying to speak Biden into existence. Don't fall for this. We still have exactly. some time. Let me read this. Uh, December 14, 2020, electors vote in their states. Monday after the second Wednesday in December of the presidential election, years is set three U.S. Code Section 7 as the date on which the electors meet and vote. In 2020, the meeting is on December 14th. The Electoral College delegations meet separately in the respective states and the District of Columbia at places designated by their state legislator. The electors vote by paper ballot, casting one ballot for president and one for vice president. Okay? So... What we're saying is this is what they're voting on right now. This this it, it happens December 14, 2020. This is constitutional. This is what they do. 
So we have a lot to pray for because really what they call it the faithless electors just because so the popular vote swings the electoral college. The popular vote helps swing the electors to do something. But a faithless elector, if you haven't heard of that term before, look it up, call a faithless elector. They can still choose who they vote for because they were put in there for that reason. So we have 530, I think it's like 538 or 538, yeah, 538 uh, uh, electoral college votes, right? And so a faithless elector is what we need to be praying for. Hey, the, the will of the people, whatever, like obviously, and here's what I'm going to say to you guys too. There's no way that Joe Biden got more support than Obama did. Uh, popular votes, don't see it. I just don't see it. He got more popular votes than Hillary Clinton. The guy's barely coherent. I'm sorry. I'm not making fun of him. It's just the truth. No, There's right. no way this guy got more votes than Obama. There's no way. So be, beside all that and beyond that point, it's making sure that we're praying that these electoral college votes go the right way. So they still have to till December 14th. Now, again, they can do that earlier, but December 14th is when they have to do it. So in, I wanted to cover what it was. I was finishing this stuff up at about six o'clock this morning, but right now, ABC is projecting, projecting, notice that word, projecting Democrat Electoral College votes 279 to Republican 214. That's what they are projecting. At uh, 615 this morning, it was currently Biden is at 264, Trump is at 214. Okay, the AP had already called Arizona for Joe Biden. Fox News did it too. Which that threw a lot of unfriended. people. Unfriended. Yep. Yep. Done. Unfollow. Unfriended. unfriended. No more talking to you in the lunch line. We're but done. You know what? That even proves that this is about network ratings. It says nothing yeah. to do with the people. So ridiculous. And and there's a lot of people who say, okay, Fox News has really swung. Things have changed. I wouldn't disagree. Since the other networks have not and votes are still being counted, here's a look at the race with 90% of the vote in, depending on what you really count as the vote. Uh, Biden leads Trump by about 39,000 votes. Biden leads 49.92% to 48.65. Okay. Um, as of this morning, Biden had expanded his lead in Georgia. Um, he's now ahead of Trump by about 4,000 votes, which that is razor thin on that whole thing. DNC's top election lawyer, Mark Elias, on Friday filed a motion to intervene in the Nevada lawsuit filed by two Republican candidates for Congress who are challenging the state's process for counting mail-in ballots. Why does this matter? Because this stuff's going on all around the nation in the swing states. U.S. District Judge Andrew Gordon in Las Vegas set a hearing earlier this afternoon, local time Friday, to start hearing arguments in this case, which is claiming that the state system isn't catching enough mismatches in the ballot count. Okay. Um, there hasn't really been a large shift in everything going on because now this is getting into legal territory. This is getting into the lawsuit territory, which is good. We're fine with that. And we were talking before the podcast saying, no matter what, let's say Trump wins all the legal challenges and Trump wins the presidency. Strap on your seatbelt and get ready for four years of illegitimate president. We've already been through it with the whole Russia stuff, so we're used to it. But it's going to happen again. If Trump wins through these laws, lawsuits and everything, you know what they'll say. They'll say the Supreme Court stole the election for Trump. That's why he got his picks. That's why he picked who he did for the Supreme Court in order to steal the election. Be ready for it. Right. Just be ready for it. 
And if he doesn't win, they'll they'll from high heaven. Oh, this was like we were saying in the intro. This is this is integrity. This is a transparent system. This was perfect. I so I was reading the Detroit Free Press because I was interested what was going on in Detroit. <laughs> I want to answer a question real quick. Yeah, sure. Um, there's a question about 32 states prohibiting faithless voters. Well, it was actually 33, including District Columbia. But if you look at the map of what that looks like, the the states that can actually uh, that that have no penalty are like Wisconsin, which was a highly contested state. Um, in Michigan, there's no penalty, uh, but they could cancel your vote, which again, could. It, it's It's got to be done by the courts. Georgia is also one that has no penalty. So you got faithless selectors in these giant mm-hmm. uh, electoral uh, votes, you know, at states that can actually turn the, the, the tide, if you will, right, for the yeah. faithless selectors. So I'm just saying, you know, there are 32 states that have laws, but again, like Paul said, it's trivial. It's yeah. very trivial. Um, and in this free press article that I was reading, Detroit Free Press, I was curious about what they were saying on some of this stuff, which look at the other side sources. Don't just read your own, read theirs. You may learn something, you may get a nuance, or you may see what their argument is and see how uh, shallow it is. And I found shallow because there's stuff going on where they're finding thousands of deceased voters in the rolls and in the ballots. Ain't that crazy? Interesting, huh? Somebody who's 114 years old can suddenly cast a ballot for Biden. You can hear right, they can. And this free press article said, nope, that's false. Didn't happen. Here's what they did, and this is what you look for. They gave one or two examples that were used as false votes. And they said, well, this was actually a mistake, or this wasn't what they're saying. And then they they made that equivalent to everything. And they said, see this is this is false this isn't actually going on and you'll hear over and over and over again there's no evidence of voter fraud well we're gonna go through a list yeah it, it, you know carol it, that's right what you're saying i know i know what you're saying <laughs> aren't the faithless voters chosen by party line this is why those states wanted to impose penalties and lawsuits against those faithless electors because what they're doing is you better conform to the party line which is not liberty you see what i'm saying why would you have to do that to vote the party line? That's just corrupt. That's just corrupt. And what I'm praying for is these judges that Trump put in place actually do their job, mm-hmm. that they can stand on their own two feet and say, no, this is just wrong here. Because it's like, it's kind of funny that all these judges were put in place before the election, including Amy Coney. Yeah. I'm just saying like, what 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 a trip, right? And so anyways, it, so they're not supposed to vote by the party line if they don't want to. They're imposing those sanctions because of that. Do you know what I mean? They want them to vote that party line. So yeah. continue. I'm sorry. So let's let's move down to the alleged fraud section because uh, things have changed a little bit and not and at the same time have. So alleged fraud. Okay. We're not making a determination there was fraud. We're saying the word alleged for a reason. Probably because we don't want to get sued. Well, the title sued. of our the title of our podcast has election scandal. <laughs> We're kind of saying it. We're kind of saying it. It could be genuine, but it could still be a scandal. Share the video, folks. We got a lot of this information needs to get out there. Can't wait for the first person in that says, "You guys, there's no evidence of it." I can't wait. We're going to list suspicious activities. Okay, one or two. Hey, red flag. But if if you go on Parlor. Shameless plug, P-A-R-L-E-R.com. I made a post about this earlier today. One red flag coincidence. How many red flags does it take 
to show a concerted effort to get an outcome. And what we are showing is, look, there are a lot of red flags in this whole situation. We need to pay attention to this. We need to see all these red flags in the big picture and decide, is something going on? Or are there just so many coincidences in one single election that it just happens to throw everything for the party that has already been talking about making sure Biden wins, yeah. right? So this list that we have, it was compiled by Larry Correa. He was a former accountant. His, his kind of expertise was, guess what, um, finding problems and finding issues in accounting. He was one of those auditor types that found malfeasance, um, illegality, whatever word you want to use. So he went through a list of red flags and said, basically, look, each of these red flags at once, fine. All of them together is an issue. So here we go. You guys ready? Ready? We're going to audit the red flags. Hey. 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 So before the election, hey. polls were wildly in Biden's favor. You had big tech censoring stories that would harm Biden's reputation. Get rid of that. Get rid of that. Get rid of that. So they went as far as check, ban, shadow ban, censor conservatives and stories. Even the president himself. One coincidental red flag. Coinkydink. During the election, states who were quickly being won by President Trump, they weren't called for him. They shunned. They waited forever for Florida. Yet, Arizona, 30 minutes into the election, oh, Arizona went to Biden. It, it's done. And Fox News even decided, no, we're not going to recant. We're not going to recant. We're not going to recant. We're not going to put it back into the eligible category for Trump. Biden won it. Biden won it. Ain't that funny. They refused on this. So what they're doing is they're trying to hold off Trump's winning and gaining votes and gaining momentum and saying, oh, we don't know. But as soon as Biden does, oh, yeah, Biden won this one. It's Biden. It's Biden. In Michigan, machines or the software in one Michigan county changed the votes of 6,000 Republicans to Democrats through an error. So I looked up this county. 6,000 votes. You want to know how many people live in that county? You want to give a guess? It's a tiny little county. 25,000. So 25% of the vote in one <laughs> county got switched to Republican from Republican to Democrat. Total coincidence. Hey, Glitch. What's that? It never happened. Never happened. Glitch. That's right. That's right. But I will not let the scandal take this election, <laughs> folks. I will not. I it's fake news. It's fake news. It's fake news. Guess what? This software was used in 47 counties. Also, just found Glorious out. Glorious said I divorced Fox News. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> um, guess what? In 30 states, you mind if I go into the go software stuff? Go for it. So do it, do it. just figured this out. 30 states are using a program called Dominion Voting System. Just listen to that. Dominion Voting System. 30 states had a glitch that halted voting in two Georgia counties. Now, uh, I, listen to that. I didn't look deep enough to figure out if this was the voting system in Michigan or not. So right. if any of you can quick post a comment, because I'm talking right now, so I can't find it. But just to talk about Dominion for a second, coincidences dominion 
happened to donate to the Clinton Foundation. Oh, and by the way, in 2014, did a two and a quarter million joint project with the Clinton Foundation. Have connections to Pelosi. But you, you don't worry about that. Um, actually, this was the software that's flipped thousands of votes. Um, it was used in 30 states, including Nevada, Arizona, Minnesota, Michigan, Wisconsin, Georgia, Pennsylvania. Where have I heard those states from before? That's right. <laughs> hmm. I find it funny, though, too, that those states that took the longest to count their votes are democratically run. Yeah. Isn't that funny? And, and beautiful part, you look at Los Angeles, you look at New York, you look at Boston, you look at these states that are in, or the, these cities that are in really safe Democrat places. They didn't have any problems. Exactly. They didn't have any delayed That's what batches. I was trying to say before. It doesn't make any sense. Go for it. No, no, you're good. Um, so Pelosi's connected to this software. Clinton Foundation connected to this software. This software tried to uh, get contracts three different times with the government, and the government told them they had major security issues, including being connected to the internet. Dun, dun, dun. Anyways, ready to move forward did on you this? See, did you see like uh, when Trump said that he he was he basically won? He's like, I, I'm I'm claiming my victory. They basically said, I think it was Facebook and Twitter were like fact checkers. Yeah, yeah, right? they fact checked him right away. <laughs> but then when people are like, no, Biden won this election, there was no fact check. Oh, nothing. nothing. You know, you, you guys got to see this stuff, and I know you do. But I think it's going to take us jumping off of these platforms and doing something completely new. Yeah. You know what I mean? Guys, I'm telling you this. I think Trump could run on a third party and blow that thing out of the water. I think he could. He really could. He, I think he, he would could. make a third party relevant. And, and my question is, at this point, why not? I'm not even a Trump apologist, dude. No. I'm not. I, I'm, I've never defended the guy. Uh, you know, all that stuff I voted, for, you know, obviously. But I'm, I've never defended him. Right. But what I'm saying is there has to be a fair election here. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. And I think he could actually be the type of person to start a third party and get somewhere with it, because and this is getting off into the weeds. But the establishment, they they didn't have any love for Trump. They're not defending him right now. You got people like the Lincoln Project who downright wanted him out and voted for Biden. You're not a Republican at that point. But of course, they said, no, we just don't want Trump. You know, we'll turn back to Republican. No, you burned that bridge. You're done. Totally did. And guess what? Liberals and Democrats hate them, too. You know what, so. I, you know what else? It's funny. I just saw Joe Biden's uh, statement. He's, I think he's on now. Is he? But yeah, but there's a statement he released. He's like, it's time to stop the divisive rhetoric. Whose people, whose side is the one looting and rioting and pillaging? What is it? 71 million voters that voted for Trump total. I think it was like 71 million voters. How many cities are being burned right now? Mm -hmm. How many shops are being looted? How many targets are being broken into? You don't see it. You know why? Because we don't do that crap, right? So he's like, we need to bring unity. Unity. Like, you you, you literally want to destroy the church, appoint Muslims in, into office, kill more babies at the ninth term. That's unity. I'm failing to see the unity here. There's no unity in your in your decision-making, boss. Sorry. Obama did the same thing. Obama would always say, you know, we need to reach across the aisle and connect. Yet every time Republicans would say, okay, here's here's what we'd like to do, Obama would shove them away. He'd shove them away and then say, well, they just don't want to work with me. Yeah, yeah, put it on them. Isn't that funny? It is all them. Anyway, back to it. 
So Oakland County in Michigan, glitch was discovered that gave an upset win to a Democrat. When found and recounted, the Republican won. Notice that. Notice that. Biden outperformed senators. I love, I love the word glitch. Glitch. Biden outperformed senators in swing states, yet he underperformed in Virginia, New Hampshire, and Rhode Island. He underperformed Hillary and Obama in cities, except in Michigan, Pennsylvania, Georgia, and Wisconsin. Funny. Biden mailed in mail-in dumps had 100% margins. Okay, this was the massive dump that came at 4 a.m. in the morning. There were several states that decided, oh, we're, we're done for a couple hours. And then suddenly at 4 a.m., massive dumps. Some of them with 100% Biden votes. If this doesn't raise questions, nothing will in your mind. GOP lost zero House races. How does that happen, Massey? How is it that the GOP lost zero House races, yet somehow, somehow Trump president got smashed? <laughs> and, you know, there is this thing to be said. There's a thing to be said about a lot of people voted against Trump. So, in other words, they were the Christian who didn't like Trump, which his, his, his being mean is a poor litmus test for president. Mm -hmm. That has nothing to do with being the president. It's are you going to uphold the Constitution or not? So don't even try me with this. His attitude is bad. Really? Suck it up, buttercup. It is what it is. Let's see. Voter turnout in deep blue areas showed up as 90% in some areas. I don't know how many of you remember Philadelphia, where they had districts that were 100% Obama. Okay. 90% showing up voter turnout. The bet this beat the previous best by about almost 10%. The previous best was 80 something percent, like 81 or 82%. Massive turnout alone is a red flag on this, especially massive turnout for Biden, because I'm sorry, I didn't see crowds of 50, 60, 70,000 showing up for Biden. True. Yet then they show up Truth. in 90% in blue cities. And it's almost 100% vote for Biden in that. If you're too lazy <laughs> to go to a rally in your car and honk your horn, you're probably too lazy to stand in line for two hours. Okay, dude, I will say this. This is some of it is on the Republican side's fault. We should have never done the mail in ballot thing. I mean, that that just screwed. I think it was a bad idea. Yeah, all it, the way around. totally. It's a bad idea. We, we should have never just acquiesce to it um and one of the it's the worst because who's going to track it yeah and one of the things that democrats did another red flag was um before the election they sent out tons of lawyers to all the swing states in in areas that might be contested and those lawyers challenged and changed voting laws in local courts Stuff like voter registration, mail-in ballots, mail-in ballot deadlines, right. that type of stuff. Those lawyers went out and changed to, to make them more chaotic and obfuscate them. Notice the mail-in ballot yeah. thing created chaos. Their whole mission was to create all the chaos they could, make it uh, as challenging and complex as possible, and as easy to insert what they needed in that. Now, that's just my suspicion, but hey, guys, that's what we're here for, right? So we went all, all went to bed with comfortable Trump leads. Several states supposedly stopped counting at 2 a.m. When it started back up at 4 a.m., you had huge dumps of votes that had been made massively in Biden's favor. Some of them 130,000 
that were like 138,000 in Michigan. I think in Michigan. Yeah. Wasn't it like all of a sudden overnight this dude just shot up? Yep. It's like, where 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 was that truck dump? Yeah, <laughs> where, yeah. Where did that come from? Holding that one. How come it magically happened when we were all asleep? Yeah. Just Telling happens you, man, to happen scripture, when we're Matthew, sleeping. Evil men Ooh. came in and sowed tears when good men slept. I'm telling Ooh. you, dude, there's something to that. That's prophetic stuff, dude. Wow, that's good. I never thought about that. You know, the, the Wisconsin dump, it went 98.4% for Biden. There was another 28,000 dump that was all for Biden. Weird, huh? I know. Weird. All of them. Uh, Carol Hayes just said Biden's crowds didn't show up because they were they were uh, acting responsibly due to COVID. Um, okay. <laughs> And I know that's a joke, but okay. So that means they acted responsibly and didn't go to vote, right? <laughs> Stati- yet, yet then the CDC said it was okay to go and vote. Be sure to go out and vote. Statistically impossible breakdown of these ratios of the vote dumps is a red flag. What, Does everybody what do know that the CDC is not a federal agency? <laughs> the CDC is not a federal agency. Just want you guys to know that. Just remember that. Remember that. And man, they've been all over the board on all this stuff. So what do you trust? Us. That's who you trust. (laughs) But check us. People may say that, of course, mail-in favors Biden. But look, that's more like a 60-40, 70-30 type idea. There there were conservatives who did (laughs) mail-in. Yet Biden showing up on the mail-ins 97 to 3. Something's wrong with that. It's wrong. Fake news. Sorry, I knew I was doing the Trump, like, okay. There's obvious mistakes with the election. I promise you, we'll get to the bottom of this. Republic, the democracy will win, even though we're not a democracy. We're a republic. Come on, baby! Oh, man. Um, Look, the ratios of these dumps being far better than the percentages in the bluest of blue cities, even though the historical data doesn't match. Ratios of these dumps favoring Biden more in these few battlegrounds than the ratio for the rest of the country. So it happened in the battlegrounds, but it did not happen in the other states. You've got a perfect example of a control group and a variable group. The variable group showed Biden wild. The areas where they don't care about that are not battleground states, huh, funny, it didn't show that way. Biden underperformed in those spaces. I want you to give me a true explanation, one that's reasonable as to why that would be. The poll observers were being removed. People say, well, they reached their limit. How come they were asked first what party they were with? The counters cheering as GOP observers were removed. The fact that Dem observers outnumbered the GOP observers three to one. This is one of the reasons a lawsuit was filed. The electioneering at the polls, look, this is on video. There's questions about whether or not that was that was what it was. Fair enough, right? Like we said, look through the evidence. I think the statistics are where you're going to find this issue. The United States Postal Office whistleblower reporting to the inspector general that today they were ordered to backdate ballots yesterday. He was ordered to backdate ballots. And then when that inspector general was called by journalists, hung up, didn't take the questions. Then you had video of 2 a.m. deliveries of ballots with no chain of custody, other observers. Yet then you had these miracle spikes. 
Wisconsin, the turnout was over 90%, right? We talked about that. Some people give that to same day registration, which Wisconsin has. Let me nail this point. You had districts with 200% turnout. That's doubling by same day registration. Mm. There were seven over 100%, a ton of them in the 90s. Yeah, in true. 2012, Madison had a 119% turnout. Even that was concerning. So we go from 119% in one county to over 200% in seven counties. Seven. I'm just backing you up. I'm <laughs> you're, you're my hype man right now. I am. Dude, I, I tell everybody that's the job I want, to be able to run <laughs> on, on stage for a rapper and just be a hype man. <laughs> I did it for a long time. Just anyway. be a hype man? Oh, yeah, I get did. paid for that. And then, and then okay. I ended up rapping. That's right. I was did. a rapper for you were. 10 years. Guys, I really was a hard rock rapper. Hard rock rapper. That should you guys be. Name I had a, a piercing right here and a backwards white hat, and I was about <laughs> eighty pounds lighter because <laughs> I, I was jumping a lot. I was jumping a lot. Michigan whistleblower told the backdate ballots in Detroit they're ready to shut down. Then at four a.m., three vehicles showed up with one hundred thirty thousand ballots. Okay, allegedly, every single ballot was for uh, Biden. You had a Republican official calling shenanigans on the voting in his small county, which went overwhelmingly Trump last time. Then it appeared that votes tallied weren't even enough to account for his immediate family for Trump. Interesting. So we went through this list real fast, real machine gun fire. Why? Because there, there are tons of things that are showing up that are red flags. And I want you guys to do your homework on finding out those red flags and finding out what's going on. You know what? And we need to be supporting this lawsuit campaign by the Trump administration. Let's say they hold all these lawsuits. Everything is found to be on the level, which <laughs> we can at least support that we went through the process to try and root out fraud, root out the issues. We've got to support that. Now, Massey and I always want to give you hope. We want to give you something that you can you can munch on and walk forward with that gives you hope. I, yeah, I mean, I'm going to start with this. Um, regardless of who wins, and obviously we're going to keep fighting, so I'm not conceding or giving up here. Regardless of who wins, though, do you realize that this is the time right now that 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 we have to educate everybody um, on the Constitution? So. What I'm finding out again more and more is as we get into like Florida, all these red states, they're still acting in a lot of ways unconstitutionally just by what they voted on their amendments and things like that. So we have a lot of education to do. Um, what we're praying for is, um, like it says in Psalm 2, the, the, the rulers of the earth set themselves against God and his anointed. I'm actually going to read it right now. So just give me a second here. Um, when you look at Romans 13, it says, let every soul be subject to the higher powers for there's no power but of God, and the powers that be are ordained of God. So the presidency is ordained of God. Now, we act, we enacted someone in that position, uh, and, and so we, we have to be vigilant and, and stay vigilant. But, folks, I believe that's the red wave. If Biden is the guy that gets in, which I just don't think it's going to happen, but if it does, right, I think that's the red wave these guys have been prophesying for so long. I really do. I think that's the red wave. I think that's where you start to see the red come out, uh, the, the apostolic come out, the prophet come out, and you're going to see them popping, man. I think that's the red wave. I think the red wave is going to continue if Trump wins. I think it's really where we're going to be able to educate. I see the red church, uh, like my buddy Joe talks about, 
I believe that's the church that's going to go into the school boards and the city councils and become a part of those boards. And so I want you guys to have encouragement. And I'm going to read Psalm 2 right now, okay? Why are the nations in an uproar and the peoples devising a vain thing? Listen to me. Listen, listen to me. The kings of the earth take their stand and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed saying this. And this is exactly what the Biden administration is, AOC, all these guys. They hate God, guys. I don't care what you say. They hate God. Do you know how I know that? Because they're trying to play God through all their agendas. They're trying to tell kids that they don't have to be a certain gender. They're trying to tell people about this Green New Deal when God is the author of all those things, okay? They're trying to play God and it's demonic. Verse 3 says this in Psalm 2, let us tear their uh, fetters apart and cast away their cords from us. It's what the, the rulers of the earth say against the anointed. Listen to this, verse 4. He who sits in the heavens laughs. The Lord scoffs at them. What I love about this is God is having his way. If this is right now to wake up the church, then praise God. That's exactly what's happening to wake up the church. The church will wake up, and it has been waking up. I just believe this. I've always believed this, that the kingdom of God is being asked for, and God is doing it. God is now enacting the kingdom of God on earth, and the flesh and Satan hates it. And now you're seeing the church actually take a stand. That's why you're seeing corruption happen. Because the more they lie, the more it's not truth. Mm -hmm. The more they promote this stuff, the more it's not true. So don't lose heart right now. This is the time where we got to stand and be courageous. Uh, Carol Hayes just said this. God told Gideon three times, be strong and courageous. Do you know how many times he told Joshua that? And Joshua was a man of war. Don't, don't let this book of the law depart from your mouth. Be strong and courageous. Don't stop because you're going to get attacked. Now you're in the leader's seat, he said. It's you now. Mo now you have the anointing. You're, you, you have the same thing that Moses has now. Now you're leading the children of Israel. Don't stop. It's easy to be under anointing. Now you have your own, right? So let's continue. Then he will speak to them in his anger, and he will utterly, uh, he will terrify them in his fury, saying this, but as for me, I have installed my king upon Zion in my holy mountain. Listen, guys, Jesus Christ is still on the throne. You've heard that many times, but listen to what that means. That's not just a scripture to me, and I find peace. Here's what I know. God is the king over all of this. All of this. The government sits on his shoulders. And if it doesn't conform to Christ, it will surely fall. It has to fall. It can't continue on this trend because we reap what we sow, right? So we have to continuously be in the word of God and in prayer and saying, Lord, teach me discernment in this season. Teach me discernment. President Trump wins. Praise God. Don't let your foot up off the gas, though. Now's the time where you fight even harder. Now's the time where you start going educating more because that's a four-year term. What are we going to do after that? So you've got to continuously have this in your heart. Hope is what is hope is the truth and doing something with what you've been given as the truth. That's hope. Hope is doing something with the truth that you've been given. That's true hope. Hope is I walk in the truth and I'm going to see God move in that truth. Uh, oh, man. I just had a thought and it, it escapes me in the idea of hope. And I'll, I'll come back to it. But one of the things that we find hope in is taking hold of what we've been given. So there's a lot of people who they sit back and they don't have um, action or, or control over their situation and they lose hope because it's out of their hands. This is why people don't like to fly in an airplane because they don't have control over the steering. 
they feel they're they're at a loss so a lot of people lose hope in the situation and they get anxious because it's like i just don't have control so if you're struggling with hope of like what can i do start doing what you can with what's around you there you go dude. i've talked Come about on. this before make your own bed organize your own house and and that doesn't just mean hey make your bed in the morning what it means is right. take care of what you can take care of right now and if you see something that's a little bit out there for you make that step take the faith because faith doesn't just get rewarded to you faith you you earn in a way because you step out and you grow your faith by stepping out you're always given a choice on whether to step out or just stay where you're at so when you step out and you earn that little bit of extra faith you gain a little bit more hope about what the lord can do because you saw him act as you made that step so i encourage you if you have it in your heart to stand and run for school board or stand and run for city council or decide you're going to start your own university who am I talking to? Start your own school. Start your own university. Step out in faith. Do that. We have to check ourselves in this all the time in our own lives because it's so easy to get comfortable. But the problem is when you get comfortable, you end up losing hope because you're losing control over your, your environment, who you are, what you're doing, your responsibility. Listen, yeah. God is always in control. But man, you have a role to play. That's exactly right. And honestly, if you guys go back to scripture, your integrity is everything. We preached about this this morning, but this is actually good fodder for right now. Integrity is fruit with a clean conscience. Listen to what I'm saying. A person with integrity will have a good reputation and not have fear that he or she would be exposed or found out. When you walk in a clean conscience, listen to what 2 Corinthians says this is. For our proud confidence is this, the testimony of our conscience that in holiness and godly sincerity, not in fleshly wisdom, but in the grace of God, we have conducted ourselves in the world, especially toward you. There's another scripture that talks about in Corinthians where it says that we're a sweet smelling savor unto those that are with the church and to those that are without. So our testimony is good. Our testimony is alive. Our testimony is well. We're not acting like the world. Please keep your conscience in this season. Amen. Don't go after what the world tells you to do. Don't go acting a fool. Don't go trying to go out there in your own strength, all that stuff. Act in the will of God and watch him justify you. Watch him vindicate himself. Watch him vindicate the Holy Spirit in your territory because that's what it's going to take is men and women that are not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's where it starts. And then we can disciple them on these things like the Constitution and all these other things. Go ahead. Yeah. And, and that's the thing is a lot of times we put the, the cart before the horse in terms of politics and we've got to get our hearts right we've got to get our faith right we got to get our discipleship right and then the politics angle will follow if you notice what we try to do is we try to make sure that the the message of god is given in every podcast why because it's so important we can talk about mm. political stuff all day. We can talk about stuff going on in the world all day. But if we don't bring it back to Christ and we don't bring it back to how do you interact with this right, right. as a Christian, we haven't done our job because then we all get our eyes on what's going on around us as opposed to our yep. eyes on Christ. That's the most important thing is keeping your eyes on Christ. Then you see this stuff going on and you see it in a spiritual realm. If you didn't tune into the late night live that I did on Thursday, I talked about spiritual, seeing spiritually, warfare, hearing dude. spiritually, right? When you do that, when you open yourself up to the spirit and you follow the Lord and you grow in hearing the spirit, you start to see things <clears throat> spiritually. Yeah. yeah. Andrew Gern just uh, came on here. 
I just talked to him earlier and we were talking about the end times and the rapture and all these things. Um, guys, we don't know when the rapture is happening. I'm just going to remind you of this. You have no clue when the rapture is going to happen. You have no clue. Yep. It could be the end times, all that stuff. That's great. That is not the focus you should be on right now. The focus that you should be on is bringing the kingdom of heaven on earth. That is the command from God. Not to worry about when he comes back because he's coming back, which means you have your ticket. But what about all those souls that have never heard the gospel? What about those souls who don't know the truth, right? Calling on the rapture is a very, just going to be blunt with you, cowardly way to deal with what's going on. Oh, Jesus, come and take me. That Wouldn't that be just great if Jesus could come and take me? What about all those kids that are going to die tonight because of suicide? I don't have a heart for that. Okay, cool. What about your neighbor who just lost their husband or their wife and they're alone? What about all those people that you know you're supposed to invite to your church and you don't do it? It's a cowardly way to get out of your responsibility before the Lord in this world. The bottom line is we all have a job. And you know those scriptures that say, for such a time as this? Well, then claim those scriptures for such a time as this. This is your time to show the power of God. What I love about the Lord is, Paul even said this, we didn't come to you in words of men's wisdom, but in the power and demonstration of the Spirit of God. You have the authority within you to go seek and save that which is lost, cleanse the, or heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead. Raise the dead. You can do that, folks. It's not faith, and I said this once before, it's not faith to go into a cemetery and say, man, they're all dead. It sure is faith, though, when you go into a valley of dead, dry bones and say, rise, rise, army. Now is the time. Now is the time. Now is the time for you guys to say, Lord, now is the time. Here I am, send me. What do you want me to do, Father? You want me to open a business to be a light in the community? Absolutely. Want me to run for school board? Amen. Want me to run for county council? Yes. Want me to be a mayor? Absolutely. Doesn't seem far-fetched. You stinking right it does, but that's the person you're called to be. And folks, listen, if you don't have that kind of vision, you're not operating in the kingdom. You're not operating there. You need to have kingdom vision. What are you telling me to do, Lord? And Lord, prosper the way that you called me to. Okay? It's easy to look at scripture and say, well, just take me out, Lord. That'll come soon enough. What's the legacy? I've often said this before, guys. Listen to me close. One day we're going to go up to heaven, all of us that are Christian. And, and you know, I don't know what I, I probably fall flat on my face when I see the Lord, right? But, you know, it'd be really cool to, like, listen to Moses' testimony. Mm -hmm. Who knows if this is going to happen? I'm just saying in my head, right? No. And to hear Noah's story, to hear how God delivered, you know, them from the hands of the Midianites. It'd be cool to hear Joshua's story. I want to hear about that whole spying on the land thing and giving the yeah. good report. Man, what a heart, right? We're going to hear the testimonies of like the Samsons and all these guys. And then they're going to get to me. And what's going to be my story? I'm not trying to demean this, but is your story going to be, man, I overcame pornography. What did you do to change your territory? Are you a territory changer? Because that's my job. Yeah. That's your job. That's all of our jobs is to change the territory or our sphere of influence. What are you doing for the kingdom of God? That's what we should be focusing on. The election is just a fleshy representation of where we're at as a nation. Legit. That's what's happening. All the chaos and division, it's because inside we've been divided for so long. 